Hey, Caleb here. It's Tuesday, July 6th. Welcome to the Kevin White Show, formerly known as Audacious Generosity. This is the podcast helping you live, transform, and prosper in the presence of God. On Friday, August 6th, Kevin will be sharing part two of a powerful message from God's Word entitled, God Guides, God Provides. I hope you'll join us for this international live broadcast from the USA via Zoom, YouTube, or Facebook at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday, August 6th. Details at kevinwhite.us. We'll see you there. Okay, now here's Kevin with today's show. Thank you so much, Caleb. Welcome to the Kevin White Show. I'm so excited about today's interview. I can't wait to get it started. But first of all, I just want to welcome you into the audience today. Many of you are listening around the world where podcasts are made available, and I am thrilled to have you listening to the show. If you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, will you leave a five-star review and help us extend our reach there on Apple? If you are watching on YouTube, I'm waving at you right now, and I'm excited to be able to have you watch on YouTube. Please hit the subscribe button and never miss an episode or video from the Kevin White YouTube channel. It is an incredible honor to have Dr. Sam Kajagalanen on the show today, and he is a practicing cardiologist from Santa Clarita Valley in California. He is voted one of the best cardiologists there in two hospitals, and you're about to see why. He mends hearts all day long, but he is an incredible evangelist and prophet of the Lord in just providing such in-depth knowledge of God's Word to the people of God. He is passionate, he is full of joy and excitement, and I can't wait for you to meet him. So without further ado, I'm going to bring you into a conversation, a Zoom call that I had with Dr. Sam. Thank you so much, Dr. Sam, for being on the show. And hey, Dr. Sam, it is so great to have you on the show today. Welcome. We're so privileged to have you as our guest today. Amen, Brother Kev. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all, 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 all that is within me. Bless, bless, bless his holy name. That's what we're going to do today. I ain't got nobody else to bless. I'm going to bless the name of the Lord. And when we bless him, he blesses us. He's a good God. He's a gracious God. He's a favorable God. And his spirit is upon us. And I want our Christ followers, those who are listening, to get a hold of Jesus, to get a hold of his presence, to get a hold of his love and start saying, my life is exciting because of Jesus, not because of my circumstances, but because of Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Amen. Have you ever been accused of being a white rapper? You have that rhythm. God has just given you so much joy. It just has a rhythmatic flow out of you. I just love it. It's a spring of living water that just gushes and gushes and gushes. Praise Amen. the Lord for Amen. you, brother. Yes. yes, people have called me the white rapper, and I do a little rap music, you know, when sometimes I get to talk to NCAA athletes, and they're mm -hmm. like, you know, they just don't want to say, well, hello, I'm Dr. Kojiglani. They just want me to be me, and I want to be me because I don't want to copy nobody. 
the only person I want to copy is Jesus Christ. Amen. If I copy anybody, I, I don't have their anointing. I just mm -hmm. want to be anointed by God. And, and for our speakers, uh, for our, our audience, I just want them to know, don't be copying people. Go to go and sit like Mary at Jesus' feet. Look mm -hmm. at him, love him, minister to him. And you're like, how, how can I minister? By just sitting at the yeah. feet of Jesus, we'll be ministering and we'll be looking like him. And so when I talk to the athletes, they're like, break it down. And so, yeah, I break it down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a white rapper. It's all good. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I love that God's giving you grace not to be afraid of you because Amen. of his presence in you. Obviously, we're not here to boast ourselves up. We're here to boast on the Lord. But how can we how can we boast on the Lord when we're putting ourselves down all the time? He created us and Amen. he loves us. He died on Amen. the cross for us. I love this phrase in a song. The only thing good in me is Jesus. And I resonate with that. But yeah, let's promote the good. You know, the world's full of negative messages. And I love how you're saying, I speak to myself. Because if you don't speak to yourself, the enemy will speak to you. And so you've got to ground out the, the enemy's voice. What's God taught you about that? Amen. So you go to the first Peter, Brother Kev, you go to first Peter chapter two, and all of a sudden in verse nine, you see that you and I, uh, our listeners, we're a holy generation. We're a chosen generation. Mm -hmm. We're God's own special people. We're a royal priesthood. And everybody's like, you know what? I, my life hurts. My life sucks. I'm no good. And, and Satan's feeding you that. Yeah. Satan's constantly telling me, you're no good. You're not, never going to make it. You're going to get sabotaged. You're going to get rejected. Look what you just said look what you just did i'm like shut up satan shut Amen. up this christ get out of my face get out of my life you don't belong here my jesus crushed the head of satan and he telling me i'm no good well i know i'm no good i tell people you see anything good in me which may be very little well then blame jesus christ you mm -hmm. see back me, which is a lot, blame me. But uh -uh, I've got to go to First Peter chapter 2, and I'm like, what? I'm a chosen generation? You? You're a chosen generation? You're a royal priest? You know what that means? Royal priesthood? Man, you've got a crown on your head. You Amen. are a priest. You are a princess. You are a king. You are a queen. God loves you. He's madly in love with you. People going around going, oh, God hates me. I said, God don't hate you. Mm -hmm. God loves you he's yes. madly in love with you he raises you up with his righteous right hand he strengthens you he helps you and so when you go around thinking i'm a royal priesthood now that don't mean our heads get big and go hey i'm a royal priesthood what's up mm -hmm. no it's not like that it's the jesus in me the holy spirit in me his life in me his breath in me i'm about to out of my skin. That's how you do it. <laughs> Amen. I love that. Unfortunately, my father lacked the skills to show us his love. And sometimes when he would get angry, he would scream, Kevin, you'll never amount to anything. And it wasn't until I was 30 years old that God set me free of that. I didn't even realize that there was a cloud of rejection over my head, almost like Charlie Brown Linus having that dark, dusty cloud there. And spiritually, Many of our brothers and sisters are still living with that past message. How do you get from that past message of even good, well-meaning parents somehow can, can contaminate us and, and bruise us? How do we get over to where this is the message of, Amen. that we are Amen. 
we are believing. Uh, we got to stop being fed by the world. The world feeds us all kinds of things. And then you grew up with parents who you loved and, and they were supposed to shelter and they were supposed to uplift. And some, some of our audience had parents uh, that didn't lift them up, that maybe shattered them or by just words, you know, it wasn't whipping. It was by words, as you mm -hmm. heard, Kevin, that at, you won't amount to anything. And that just bombards you. And that's like, oh man, it goes into the deepest neurons in the brain and it's mm -hmm. fixed there. And there's a cycle that you can't get out of. And that cycle actually depresses people and takes them down. And then they say, I, I, I won't amount to anything. I, they prophesied over me and I'm going to take that prophecy and run with it. And they may not verbalize that, but that's what they are. So you go to the book. You yes. go to the Bible, you go to the greatest source of hope and, and you go to the greatest source of strength. And it says, forget the former things. Mm -hmm. Don't dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Can't you perceive it? And I, oh, I love that when he's like, can't you perceive it? Why did he say that? Because mm -hmm. we're always looking back. Forget the former things. We're like, no, no, they said this to me. They hurt me. They took me down. Forget. He's like, forget it. Forget the former things. Mm -hmm. Don't dwell on the past. I'm doing a new thing. The old man, the old has passed away. The new has come. And that's what Jesus does. That's in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 through 19. Forget, yeah. forget, forget the former things. And you're like, I can't forget. No, it's a choice to forget. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a choice that we have to go into the world, not into the world. The world's going to beat you up. And, and I'm just shocked, Brother Kim. I'm shocked at our Christ followers. They, we're listening to the same music as the world. We're listening to the same news of the world. We're looking at the same movies of the world. Mm -hmm. How do you think you're going to act like Jesus? Hello, snap out of it. Just yeah. say no. Just say no to this junk. It's junk. This junk don't lift you up. This mm -hmm. junk takes you down. And your brain, it's not supposed to be sitting there going, looking at hulu mulu julu whatever you got your brain's supposed to take in the word of god take it mm -hmm. be transformed by the renewing of your mind mm -hmm. and all of a sudden by when you go to romans mind. it's all in your mind when yeah. you go to romans chapter one two i urge you brothers and sisters in view of god's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices mm -hmm. holy and pleasing to him which is your spiritual service and don't be conformed to the pattern of this world that's how you let it go yes. we don't be but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And, and look it, look it, look it. I've read thousands and thousands of books. This right here, the Bible, that's the, it's this like, you can burn it, you can mm -hmm. bury it, you can ban it, but it's going to live forever. That's right. And this is what gives me life. This is what gives me hope. This mm -hmm. is how I can forget the past. Mm -hmm. And this is how I, I search for what God has new for me and for audience, for the beloved, for the loved ones who are listening. This is how you forget the past and the blood of Jesus will cleanse you, help you, heal you and uplift you. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Amen. This past Sunday, our pastor spoke about the Pharisees and he spelled out the word Pharisee to it got to I see. And the whole problem with that spirit of Pharisee is that we're dependent upon what our physical eyes can see instead of what the spirit of God can show us that comes only through the spirit. And we have to pivot from I see over to God sees. And Amen. when we're forgiven, God doesn't see our past. He yes. sees the blood of Jesus on us. He sees his potential in, in Christ, in grace. And, and so it's very important that we see that. And I've listened to many of your interviews and you've talked about when as a doctor, you don't depend upon your, 
your physical senses. You depend upon the Holy Spirit to actually guide you, even as a medical professional. And I just love how you blend faith and professional practice together. I am what I am by God's grace. You are what you are by God's mm -hmm. grace. All the beloved that are listening to you, we are what we are by God's grace. The reason why we have the very heartbeat, the reason why we have this very breath is because the Lord God is so gracious and gives it to us. Mm -hmm. And I look around, I see the wicked. I see those who don't know him. God is so good that he gives them breath. Mm -hmm. God is so good that he gives them the heartbeat. God mm -hmm. is so good that he gives them favor. God is so good that he gives them even prosperity. And he's just longing, longing, longing for us to come to him. He's longing to have a relationship. Why else did he create us? He could have been just God. He could have said, these are my planets. This is the earth. This is Mars. This is the galaxies beyond galaxies. Look at my, the handy, look at my handiwork. Look how great I am. But God's not like that. God's like, look at my children. Look at the one I have loved. Look at the ones I have died for. Look at the ones I care for. And I just, I, I, I'm fallen so in love with him. Mm -hmm. I, I have loved him so much that I want him beside me, through me, above me. And I just, when I walk through the valley of shadow of death in life, I ain't going to fear no evil. Why? Because right. God is with me. He's mm -hmm. going to protect me. He's got angels telling, the, the angels saying, protect this poor child. He needs help and I need help. So I can't do nothing without him. And I want our audience to know if you want to excel, yeah, there's failures in life. I've got so many rejections. I To this day, I've got sabotage. To this mm -hmm. day, people try to take me down. You know what? The, I, that's up to God. I, I leave it in God's hand. But mm -hmm. if you're hurting, if you're ailing, if you're breaking down, come to Jesus. Let yeah. him lift you up. But sit at his feet. Oh, yes. that's where you experience the love and the presence of the living God. Yeah. Amen. Hey, it's Caleb. Kevin will be right back. Kevin White is an international speaker, best-selling author, and serial entrepreneur. He has helped start hundreds of businesses, nonprofits, and churches. Kevin loves helping people everywhere to live, transform, and prosper in the presence of God. As founder and executive director of Global Hope India, Kevin has traveled over 1 million miles to 27 different countries, speaking to thousands of audiences throughout India and the world. Kevin hosts Global Hope India's International Call to Prayer the third Tuesday of each month via Zoom, YouTube, and Facebook Live. Join Kevin the first Friday of each month for a keynote message featuring a powerful word from God. This international live broadcast is available via Zoom, YouTube, and Facebook Live. Kevin's book, Audacious Generosity, is an international bestseller. Audacious Generosity is available in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook at kevinwhite.us at kevinwhite.us and worldwide everywhere books are sold. Visit kevinwhite.us and join thousands of subscribers to Kevin's daily one-minute motivation series called Generously Blessed. Generously Blessed. Kevin hosts three podcast shows, Missions Changed My Life, Living the Dream, and The Kevin White Show. And The Kevin White Show. New episodes release every Tuesday and are available at kevinwhite.us, globalhopeindia.org, and everywhere podcasts are available worldwide. Find the complete archive of all broadcasts at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free on Kevin's YouTube channel. And never miss a broadcast. Remembering the true generosity of God from John 3.16. 
For God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. Visit KevinWhite.us today. For over 20 years, Global Hope India has been empowering the church in India as they make Christ known. Visit GlobalHopeIndia.org and learn how you can pray, give, and go. Over 1,000 people have served on one of GHI's short-term mission trips to India. Now you can join a virtual mission team to India. Visit GlobalHopeIndia.org today because everyone should have access to hear about Jesus. Okay, now back to the show. One of my favorite verses right now is Matthew 7, 11. If you be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. And we just had our first granddaughter to your, to your grandchildren. How much more does your heavenly father love to give good gifts to those who ask him? And that's really one of my current prayers is that more and more of our brothers and sisters in Christ would experience God the father for who he truly is, because we think better of ourselves than we do him. We expect more from ourselves at times than we do him. And he has so much more to offer us if we would just raise our expectations of him and, and begin to ask him with those expectations. Father, give us more. Show us more. Amen. And he gives. You know, Brother Kevin, you said it. He's a giver. You know, yeah. in 14, 27, he's like, my peace I give to you. My mm -hmm. peace I leave with you. I don't give it to you like the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and don't let it be afraid. So he's a giver. My mm -hmm. peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I, I talk to so many people go, I just want peace. I'm like, wake up, wake up. He's already given your peace. If we just mm -hmm. knew, if we just knew how much he's given to us, if we just sit there and, and look at it. And you know why we don't know? It's because we're so into the world. We're mm -hmm. so into the music and the words and the, the beat and the rhythm of the world. He don't want us to be, go be the salt of the earth. You know what we become mm -hmm. of the earth? We become the sugar of the earth. He didn't ask you to be the sugar. He didn't say, uh, water my word down. He didn't say, look like the American gigolo while you preach the gospel. He mm -hmm. said, be the salt of the world. And the salt, if you got a wound, that salt hurts. And so mm -hmm. we're not here, here to hurt people. We're here to put a salve on people. Mm -hmm. The salve of Jesus Christ, not my salve. My salve, it's no good. Mm -hmm. God's salve, God's goodness, God's grace, God's healing. That's how we're supposed to do. That's how we're supposed to rock this planet. We're supposed mm -hmm. to be the salt and not the sugar. And a lot of people trying to be sugar, you go ahead and be the salt. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I love all of those metaphors, salt, light, all of that. Dr. Sam, I want to know why you're so obsessed with the book of Revelations. Our show is actually based on Revelation 7 verses 9 through 12, that dream of every nation, tribe, and tongue worshiping Jesus together, uh, where there is no divide. There's pure unity as the focus is totally on Jesus. Before we get to that particular section, talk to me about Revelation. How, how is that valuable to you and should be valuable to all, all the church? Around well, I think 70% of the Bible is prophecy and only about 2% of the pastors in America talk about prophecy. Mm -hmm. That's a big gap. 
there's a big difference. I'm not sure if they're scared of it. I'm not sure if they don't understand it. But I, the Lord said, let's go. Let's dive deep into the book of the Revelation. Why? Because I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Mm -hmm. I know there's a heaven after this. You know, people are like, how do you know there's a heaven? Well, look, the, the world is dichotomous. You got the good, you got the bad. You got the darkness, you got the light. You got black, you got white. You, it's a dichotomous world, right? That we live. You got mm -hmm. cold, you got hot. You got beauty, you got ugly. That's how the world runs. How? What makes you think? What makes you think that after life, after this life, that there's only one place, heaven? The world is set up to be dichotomous. There's a heaven and there's a hell. And I'm not hearing much about hell from, from the pulpits across the world or across America. So the Lord told me, go preach the gospel. Te teach them the truth because we're at the end times. We're, mm -hmm. this is the, we're in overtime. I don't know. I've stopped watching all kinds of uh, entertainment and I've stopped watching all kinds of um, sports uh, because I want to be in the word of God. And I'm not saying that's all bad. I'm just saying it's up to me what I want to do. It's up to you what you want to do. So it's the end times. We're like, if you watch basketball, there's, you know, the, the game ends, but there's, there could be, if it's a tie, an overtime. There could be a double overtime. There could be a triple overtime. We're in double, triple overtime. I don't know when the game ends, but we're coming very close because in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5. People will be lovers of money. People will be, they act like they know God, but they don't know God at all. Mm -hmm. And so this is the times. And, and the you know, the Gog and Magog war is set up in Ezekiel 37 and 38. It's already set up to happen. It hasn't happened yet. It'll happen right after the rapture. But but Turkey and Russia and and all the allies, Iran, are are right now with their boots on their feet in Syria, right north of Israel. They're about to pounce on Israel. It's all set up. This is happening as we see it. So I love God, and I love I've tasted Him. He's so 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 good, mm -hmm. and I don't want people to go to hell. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to suffer. I don't want people. I, that's my life as a physician, as a cardiologist. I want to heal people. I want to give to people. I want to uplift people. I, I don't want them to have a heart attack. I want to prevent it. And so mm -hmm. uh, I don't want people to go to hell. I want to prevent it. I'm going to, by the grace of God, I'm mm -hmm. going to snatch millions of people <laughs> by the grace of God. Not me. I'm Amen. nothing. I'm zero. Yeah. I'm below zero. But God, oh, oh, no, no. Mm -hmm. He's got power. He's got mm -hmm. strength. He is power and he is strength. I'm going to ride under his coat. And by his grace, we're going to go and reach the millions and billions preaching the gospel, telling them it's overtime. And mm -hmm. after death, where are you going to go? And mm -hmm. if you get stuck in the tribulation, I'm telling you, that's hell on earth. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get to 666. Today, when people, that we had the COVID-19 deal, people running around trying to get toilet paper, trying to get water. Mm -hmm. They waited in lines for two, three, four hours. Can you imagine in the tribulation when you turn on the faucet and blood comes out? Can you mm -hmm. imagine trying to get toilet paper or try to get water and you got to get the 666 on your right hand or your forehead to get it? No. Once mm -hmm. you get the 666, by the way, you will become irredeemable. irredeemable. Don't ever get the 666. But it's not now. That's after the rapture. Mm -hmm. That's in the tribulation. But I want to prevent people from going to the tribulation, number one. And I want to prevent people uh, by, uh, to, I don't want them to go to hell. And mm -hmm. that's why I'm so excited about the gospel, because there's hope. There's mm -hmm. goodness, there's peace, there's joy, and oh, there's eternal life in Jesus Christ. Amen. So, Dr. Sam, I grew up in an atmosphere in the church of fear about the book of Revelation. 
fear. You are so excited. Why are you excited? Obviously, no, no follower of Christ is going to be excited about the, the potential of millions spending eternity separated from Christ in hell. But for the church, we have every reason to be excited about the future. Earlier, we were talking about the past. Well, the difference between past is now the future. And to for the people of God, prophecy is foretelling the future. It's future-minded. Why are you so excited about the future that you read about in Revelation? Well, because, you know, it, it, th this world breaks you. This world is hardship. This mm -hmm. world is, is filled with tears. Whether you're a Christ follower or not, you can't escape being a oh, Christ follower. I'm a Christ follower. So I get to escape uh, tribulation here now. Not, not the tribulation after the rapture, but, but the worldly tribulation. No, because there's suffering in this earth. There's death in this earth. There's sickness in this earth. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I see that. And I, I know that that's a part of life, but there's coming a day there's coming a day when we will have joy and peace that's complete that we will have health and goodness that's complete where there is no sin where there are no prisons where there are no cardiologists where there is no stethoscope where are there are no antibiotics where there is no uh, the death and murder and and all kinds of uh, fornication and adultery and mm -hmm. and breaking down of families and divorce there is no such thing there's just goodness and there's happiness and there's joy and i love that because it gives me something to hope for that you know it's our faith faith is being sure of what we hope for and mm -hmm. certain of what we don't see in hebrews 11 1. and so my hope is exploding in me that there is a day there is a day where i will not cry there is a day when i will not see death there is a day when i will be with my jesus and i'll be glorifying him worshiping him and running around and flying in heaven and going to the next galaxy there is a day when I'll see God face to face. I will yes. be with the Redeemer who has risen. Mm. I will be with the one who created me. And there mm. is a day when, when we will just sit, sing, rejoice, run, fly. There is a day that's coming mm. and that excites me. That just yeah. excites Amen. Well, Jesus taught us to pray, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. And unfortunately, it seems like we get comfortable in the gore of earth instead of the glory of heaven. And so we spend so much of our conversation around the bad things about the brokenness of earth, uh, the pain of earth. We have been given the book of Revelation that foretells the future and it shows the glory of God, the glory of heaven. And one of the best ways to attract people out of their destination of hell is to show them a much better destination. Obviously, that, that's heaven. What do you believe Jesus was getting at when he said, let it be on earth as it is in heaven? Well, Jesus uh, wants the goodness and the grace of heaven to fall on earth. He is mm -hmm. the goodness and he is the grace of heaven. And he came down to here and he wants that. But it wasn't the time, you know, when he came, his people didn't want him. They rejected him. It wasn't yet the time, but there is coming a time when this earth is, is aching and it's groaning. And it's, I, I go on the highways of California and, and I'm looking at the land. I've never seen it. I've never seen it so dry. Mm. I, I can actually hear the mountains crying. Mm. I can actually see the road like, 
fire burning within it that this is groaning this this land is about to break down that, that, that this land is about to give up this land has no more hope because we have learned that we have turned to government for hope government ain't going to give you hope we've turned to hollywood to give you hope hollywood ain't going to give you hope we've turned to people to give us hope people ain't going to give you hope the only hope you can find in this life is jesus christ he's the way he's the truth and he is the life he wants that to come here but because this is a sin-filled world it's not yet going to happen but after the rapture after the tribulation of seven years ooh, and after armageddon when jesus comes down with a white horse and his saints come down with him and he's got fire in his eyes and a sword in his mouth he's like bam all the world powers you're going down you tried to come against me no psalm 2 he will destroy him with an iron scepter he'll take him out and so the after that Oh, the earth gets renovated. The mm -hmm. earth gets uh, to be renewed. The earth now doesn't cry anymore. The lion is with the fox and the lamb and they don't bite each other. The snake don't bite children. And so it's gonna be a renewed earth. And so I think that's like a futuristic saying of as it is in heaven, be on earth. It's going to be, it's going to be. And the ultimate heaven is not gonna be in heaven, heaven up to the part of the north. It's gonna be on earth on a brand new earth with the new Jerusalem coming down. And so I think it's a futuristic saying, he wants us to be like that now. He mm -hmm. wants us to live in peace, but we're so in the world that we lose our peace. He yeah. wants us to live in hope, but we're looking around going COVID-19 and all this. And so we lose our hope. He mm -hmm. wants it now. And we can have it actually. We can literally be in his word, walk in his word, obey his word. And all of a sudden, all these things that we're pursuing, they fall away. Mm -hmm. And Jesus becomes number one in our life. And all of a sudden you get heaven on earth now even before the rapture and tribulation in Armageddon. Amen. Uh, I love that. You know, we can focus on the battle and the smoke and the smell and the gore, or we can we can focus on the victory. And there is victory in Jesus. And, and it's sometimes the body of Christ seems to think that that is something still yet to happen, but it has happened. There, we can know that victory today. And even in the middle of the walking through the valley of the shadow of death, as you said earlier, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the we know the, how the story ends. The victory's already been given to us in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I want our audience to hear about your book real quick. I know that that's not necessarily your focus, but please just rev it up. You've got several different components of that as far as the, the verse by verse and then all the way to images. Tell, tell our audience about rev it up. Well, the Lord told me to write a book about Revelation and to share it. It took me three, four, three, four five years actually to get it done. And I heard his voice saying, child, before the rapture. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I started like churning and churning and churning in my soul. And I wrote uh, several books on the book of Revelation. They're all called Rev It Up. And they can go to my website and get this book. It's unreal. And, and one of the first one is called Rev It Up verse by verse. And so Rev It Up verse by verse is literally taking the book of Revelation verse by verse. Chapter one, verse one, chapter one, verse two, and it goes all the way to 22. It's so different than any other book. Why would it be? Because there is number one, little hearts that I've drawn in there. And it's like, hey, pay attention to this. The author thought it was cool. It's going to change your life. These words are going to change your life because these words come from the Bible. That's mm -hmm. one thing. The second thing is there is a little Caduceus sign with the pole and the snake. 
and that says that, that that shows you the book of Revelation from the medical point of view, from a cardiology point of view, which has never been done. And the third, you find a little dove with a, with a little branch in his mouth. That's geopolitical. So you're not only going, well, I, I just I don't get it. What's this book about? Well, this book is going to tell you what's happening today to Iran, to Iraq, to China, to America. And it's going to tell you the geopolitical ways of what's happening and fitting it in to the book of Revelation. So it's very, very unique. That's called Rev It Up, verse by verse. The second one is called Rev It Up, uh, rhyme by rhyme. And so I, I thought, let's just do the book of Revelation in rhyme. And so every chapter is in rhyme. It's succinct. It's like 80, 90 pages. I had to make up for the 900 pages that I wrote in uh, verse by verse. And so the third book is like, okay, y'all don't want to read? That's cool. I got you images. Rev it up image by image. It's unreal. These images are unreal. And, and you can read them and look at it. And, and you, get, you get a sense of the book of Revelation. Sometimes mm -hmm. people just want to see things before they understand it. Mm -hmm. And there are more to come. Rev it up for kids. <laughs> on and on and on. There's more to come. I've got so much to do, so little time. But it's a joy, joy, joy. Mm -hmm. to be with God, to spend time with him, to see him face to face, and then and then to share that love with others, because the book of Revelation is basically about love. Mm -hmm. I love you so much, God says, that I gave my only son, Jesus Christ, so that who believes in him, you won't perish, but you have eternal life. And mm -hmm. that's the love he reaches out for. And that's the love you'll feel in the book of Revelation. When you read it, when you read the Rev It Up mm -hmm. series, Brother Kevin, you won't feel condemned. You feel like, oh, I'm ready. Bring it. I am ready for the rapture. I am ready for the millennium. Mm -hmm. I am ready for eternity. And I don't feel condemned no more. And that's how I wrote it, that you won't feel condemned. You'll feel a, a joy that will burst in your heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, if uh, they can order it from my website, beaconofhearts.org. And I think mm -hmm. they'll just be overjoyed. Yeah. And we'll make sure to put all of that in the show notes for our audience. As you're talking, I just see the fulfillment of weeping will last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. In the Old Testament, we were exposed to weeping prophets. And you definitely have a gift of prophecy on your life. And you're talking about the most prophetic book in the Bible, one of them, Revelation. And yet you're so full of joy. You're not weeping and welling in fear and agony. But you're you've got so much passion and love and joy. Uh, speak to that just for a moment. Amen. So on one side of me that many people may not see is the weeping. And that's the weeping for the people who hate God, mm -hmm. who actually disdain God, who mm -hmm. in their hearts and in the bed when they're sleeping, think about ways of doing wickedness and how can they harm their neighbor and how mm. can they harm somebody else and how can they prosper and how can they make others poor? And so my heart weeps about that. My yes. heart hurts for that. And, and, and you know what? There, as long as you have breath, you have hope. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I have so much hope for them that I somehow, some way by, by whether it's writing a book, by doing a rap song, by talking to my brother, Kevin, by doing a podcast, by appearing somewhere else, by preaching the gospel that I can give that hope. And they're like, wait, 
I, I got to wake up out of this mess. I, I got to know that I'm a sinner, that I was born in sin, just like uh, coronary arteries are clogged up by diabetes or uh, high blood pressure or smoking. And we go in and open them up with little stents and balloons. So too, our spiritual hearts are clogged up, not by diabetes, not by tobacco, but by sin. And we can't help that. We were born in sin. And the only person, it ain't nobody. It ain't no thing. It's just one person, Jesus Christ, that can Amen. open up that spiritual heart artery mm -hmm. for you. And yes. that's why I may be weeping for him, but the other side of me is like, no, I got hope that I can mm -hmm. preach the gospel. And it is not me. It's the word. Yes. It's not me. It's not me. It's the word. And mm -hmm. so I've got hope that when I speak or when you speak and we're together, the church comes together, that we can give them this love. And they're like, they can turn around. That's what keeps me going because mm -hmm. I want to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to places where it's not been heard. And I want to wake up America. Hello, America got to wake up. They're in a coma. We're mm -hmm. here in a coma. The world outside is desperate for the word of God. The, yes. the, the America here, maybe COVID-19 woke us up a little bit, but baby, the great awakening is coming and mm -hmm. you and I, we're a part of it and we're going to preach and we're going to win souls upon souls upon souls through the Holy Spirit. Mm. Brother, that's music to my ears. I've been staring at the 1040 window. The, right in the heart of the 1040 window is the beautiful country of India. As founder and executive director of Global Hope India, I weep at night for the billion people that in India that have never had the luxury to hold a Bible. One billion never had the opportunity to hold a Bible. We can't even comprehend that in America, but it's true. Speak about Revelation 7. 9 through 12, every nation, tribe, people, tongue standing before Jesus because it's 2021 and we still have this stigma of Christianity being a white man's religion or American religion. And yet Jesus died for the 3 billion people in the 1040 window that have limited to no access and the 4 billion that have heard really seem, do we even care? Are we even going over and telling and be in the hands and feet of Jesus? What do you hear when you read Revelation 7, 9 through 12? I love Revelation 7. It's like uh, Revelation 14. He's talking about 144,000 prophets uh, and the men of God who will come, 12,000 from each tribe of Israel. They will come during the tribulation, not now. Not at the rapture, but in the tribulation, he has set already 144,000 Jewish evangelists, little Jewish Pauls running around or big Jewish Pauls running around, and they're going to preach the gospel worldwide. And in the tribulation, I believe there's going to be the greatest revival, actually. People are going to go, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Those boys that were talking, they were for real? The rapture did occur and it wasn't UFOs. People think UFOs are going to come pick us up. Ain't no UFOs. If there is UFOs, it's satanic. But now we're talking about UFOs. So because when the rapture happens, you know, the news people are going to say, well, UFOs came and snatched these people. UFOs didn't come and snatch nobody. Jesus Christ came and took his church home. Jesus Christ came to take those who are bought by the blood of the lamb home. And after that comes the tribulation. Oh, please don't be caught up here in the tribulation. If you are, there's another chance for you to come to Christ. And Revelation 7 speaks of that. There's going to be millions upon millions of millions of people around the world who's going to say no. I'm not going to follow the Antichrist. I'm not going to follow Satan. What they were preaching was true. Jesus did come. I'm going to stick to Jesus. You know what the price is going to be for them? They're going to be beheaded. 
because they don't want 666. They don't want the Antichrist. They don't want the false prophet. The, the reward for them is to be beheaded. And you see in chapter seven of the book of Revelation, these folks, these beautiful people who refused the mark of the beast, who refused to follow the Antichrist, who refused the false prophet, who refused Satan, they died and their souls and their spirits went up to heaven and they were from all over the world. They were from India. They were from Pakistan. They were from Turkey. Mm -hmm. They were from Armenia. They were from Africa. They were from South America. They were from the North Pole. They were from everywhere, from all tribes, all languages. And you know what the beauty is? I oh, I love this. You know what the beauty is of this, Kevin? They're I wish you'd get excited, brother. Palms in their hands and singing Hosanna, mm -hmm. Hosanna to the yes. highest. You know what the beauty is? So People nice. ain't looking around going, oh, he's black. Oh, he's white. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's Asian. Oh, she is she. Oh, he is he. No. You know why they're not looking at that? Because the center of attention is Jesus Christ. Amen. We're worshiping Jesus Christ. Yes. We are worshiping him alone. And ain't nobody going around, oh, look at her. She's fat. Oh, look at him. He's soft. Nobody has got racism going on up there. Everybody is looking at Jesus. Mm -hmm. And there's one race. It's the blood of Jesus. You know what the problem Amen. is today? People looking at people going, you're like this, you're like that. There are mm -hmm. only two kinds of people. Y'all mark this down. The only two kinds of people in this earth ain't black or white, ain't male or female. It's either you're a believer in Jesus Christ or mm -hmm. you're an unbeliever, period. Mm -hmm. Write it down. You mm -hmm. talk to me right now. You mm -hmm. tell me what you are. You are either a believer or you are an unbeliever. Don't mm -hmm. be going around going, I'm educated. I'm not educated. I'm fat. I'm skinny. No. Go call yourself a believer or unbeliever. And if you're an unbeliever, it's time to come to Christ. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's time. Yes. Amen. Amen. I want us to end our conversation with just a few minutes left, really getting to the point. I just wrote a book entitled Get to the Point. It's all about passionately pursuing the presence of God. You just gave an incredible visual of heaven. It's dawned on me so many brothers and sisters in Christ could potentially get to heaven and it be awkward about the focus of Jesus because on earth, they're focus was anything other than the presence of God. I lived 20 years as a Christian without passionately pursuing the presence of God. I wanted the peace. I wanted the power, but I'd never been taught to pursue the presence of God. Now I know every guidance and provision we'll ever need can be found today, not when I get to heaven, but today in the presence of God. We were given air in our lungs to pursue his presence. I want you just to talk about how David said that we would dwell in the shelter of the Most High. You have a passion, and I, I want to learn from your passion for the presence of God. It's in Psalm 91. It says, he who dwells in the presence of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And everybody want to visit, right? I'm like, let me check. Uh, I got five minutes, Lord, before I got uh, the World Series. So I'm going to like uh, turn to this book. And I'm going to read, but God is the judge. He puts down and exalts another. Okay, that's it. Uh, thank you, Lord. And that's visiting. You didn't learn nothing there. That mm. visitation ain't going to do no good. We got to dwell in the house mm. of the Lord. We got mm -hmm. to dwell in this Bible. And everybody's complaining, why am I so weak? Why am I so tired? Why am I so fatigued? Why am I joyless? Why I don't have no hope? Because Anxiety. Is why is my anxiety cool. through the roof? Yeah, right here. Asking. Yeah. Anxiety through you want your anxiety down? Get into the word. You're like, well, that's legalistic. It ain't legalistic. It's love. 
when you yeah. get into the word of God, it's all about love. So mm -hmm. that's my thing. That's my passion about telling people, stop visiting God, mm -hmm. dwell in him. Yeah. Let him dwell in you. Because when you dwell in him, you you know, the arrows that fly by day, the destruction that, that's by the night, it shall not come near you. A mm -hmm. thousand will fall on your side. Ten thousand on your right hand. It mm -hmm. shall not come near you. Who, is, who will come near you? The Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's got his angels protecting you, bearing you up with their hands. And that's what I want to do in life. I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. And I, I want that anointing to be in me. It's not of me. It's of Christ. It's of the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. It ain't my, by, by my power. It's not mm -hmm. by my might. It's by the Holy Spirit, saith the Lord in Zechariah 4, 6. We just got to ride with the Lord. We got to yeah. not visit him, but dwell in him. Yeah, I truly believe um, praying that one of the outcomes of COVID-19 and this pandemic will be the realization that it is for our own survival that we have to dwell in the presence of God. We can no longer depend on going to a weekend experience, worship experience on Sunday, and then going out into the world and leaving the presence of God back there because life will beat you up Monday morning if you don't have the presence of God with you. And he has given us his presence. The whole point of the old Testament creation, the prophets, the New Testament, the life of Jesus. Jesus even said, it is for your good that I go away. Think about that. The Messiah is saying, I'm going to be going away. And it's actually for your good because the father will give you everything you've seen in me is now going to come inside you. And the only thing better than you being in God's presence is God's presence being in you, in you. What do you think about that, Dr. Sam? Amen. Amen. And amen. So, you know, in the Old Testament, you, when you were talking, Brother Kevin, I went to my mind went to the Old Testament in the book of Leviticus and, and, and in the book of Numbers, where the presence of God was actually in the Holy of Holies. Mm -hmm. and, and the only one that could go there was Aaron and his sons. And, and they had to go through this veil and they could only do it once. They got, it mm -hmm. was in I believe it's in Leviticus chapter 16. Uh, they could only do it once every year. It's the it's the Day of Atonement. And so they went in and they had to prepare themselves. I mean, they had to sacrifice bulls and rams and goats. And, and he had to be very, very careful. I mean, they even tied a rope on the left ankle just in case he wasn't prepared and he died in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. So they would, if they didn't hear him, they would pull him out dead. You know, and, and so that was once a year. So they could just beg God to say, please take take away our sins please please wash us clean and 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 that blood would never wash them clean it would only cover their sins mm -hmm. only once a year today mm -hmm. oh my because jesus went through the veil and ripped it he said mm -hmm. i'm the sacrifice i am the lamb of god i yes. went on calvary's tree i'm the only one that could save you of your sins Jesus Christ alone. He who has him has eternal life. He who does not have him, according to John 3, 36, they have the wrath of God. And so we can experience that presence today because Jesus ripped that veil on the mm -hmm. cross. We can go into the Shekinah glory today, not once a year, not only one person, Aaron and his sons. You know, it wasn't even an Israelite that could go in. It wasn't just an Israelite who's a Levite that could go in. It was an Israelite who was a Levite who had to be of Aaron's descendants who could go in. That's mm -hmm. how specific it was. Well, let me tell you how specific it is today. Jesus Christ went in. And in Hebrews 4, 16, he's like, come, come. I'll invite you to my throne and don't just come shuddering, come boldly, come boldly and mm -hmm. seek favor and obtain mercy mm -hmm. to help you in time of need. Come. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus says to you. Come all who are weary. I'm going to give you rest. 
Come and drink of my waters. Come and drink of my love. Come and let your heart explode with joy. That's what Jesus says to you today. Come, come. Mm -hmm. And because the veil is torn, you mm -hmm. can come 24-7 and be in his presence. Blessed be the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I want everyone to go take a refresher course in Numbers and Leviticus because you will see the value for the presence of God that we are just discounting in 2021. But you have been made the temple of the Holy Spirit and it just goes woo right over our head. We have no comprehension of that. And we need to desperately realize the gift of his presence. He has not given us gifts. He has given us himself. That's the gift. And that resolves everything. Every guidance, every provision we'll ever need can be found in his presence. One last minute. Anything else you want to add? You're, you're an amazing cardiologist. You have a, a heart for the part of people. What, what would you say about the heart of the church and the heart of, heart of God for his people today? Well, we just go to the book of God instead of uh, me trying to give my opinion. We just mm -hmm. go to, to the word of God and we go to Revelation chapter chapter three. And we're in a period of Laodicea. We're a lukewarm church mm -hmm. and we are a church who's trying to be uh, cool. We're a church who's trying to be creative. We're a church who's trying to bring mm -hmm. in numbers. The numbers matter today than any any other time. And mm -hmm. that's the church. It's because we have. We speak of the love of God, but we are lacking the love of God. That's not my words. That's the book of Revelation in chapter three of Laodicea. And it's time to wake up. It's time to say, look, you know what? I thought I could see, but you know what? I'm blind. Mm -hmm. I thought I was cool. I thought I was hip hop, but you know what? I'm a dirty, rotten, stinking, filthy sinner. But it's time because that doesn't, you don't have to stay there. You can just say, I just saw myself in the mirror. It's not pretty, but I saw what Jesus can do in my life. Ooh, that's good. Mm -hmm. He's going to put the salve in your eyes and he's going to make you see. So he's just the glory of God. Mm -hmm. He's going to cleanse your heart. And all of a sudden you're going to rejoice in joy. He is going to put clothing to take the dirty, nasty clothing off of you and put the clothing of righteousness on you because that's what he's here to do. He's not here to judge you right now. He is the judgment of God is going to fall in tribulation and afterwards and at the great white throne. But today he's here for grace. He's here to heal you. He's here to walk with you. He's here to uplift you and come to him, church. Come to him. Wake up. Wake up. You know, when we have a person going into ventricular tachycardia, ventricular fibrillation, that's an arrhythmia that's not compatible with life. We get the paddles and shock them. It's time to get shocked out of yourself. It's time to come to Jesus. It's time to go into normal rhythm with the Lord and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's time. It's now. It's going to happen in the name of Jesus. Amen. Dr. Sam, thank you. God bless you. Don't ever get silent. Continue to just pound these messages. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise his name. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program, copyright Kevin White International, all rights reserved. Each week we bring you a message of life, transformation, and prosperity from God. Remembering God's greatest gift is His very own presence made possible through Jesus Christ. Join us again next week for Living the Dream with Kevin White. For Living the Dream with Kevin White.